friends, I hope you're doing good. I just wanted to let you know that if you're not a part of the Crowded Table, which is a really cool online spiritual social club that I help curate with some really amazing humans, uh, you're missing out. Starting in uh, just a couple weeks, we're going to be starting some summertime circles just for a couple weeks, including a BIPOC group, a uh, deconstructing parents group. So if you are a parent and you're deconstructing, uh, it might be for you. We're also going to have a coming out support group for Pride Month, as well as I'm beginning a meditation circle starting on Wednesdays. You don't want to miss out on this, so go to thecrowdedtable.mn.co and join for just 7 bucks a month uh, or more if you've got the coin lying around. And if you do, I'd love for you to be an amazing supporter like that because the show is supported by The Crowded Table and the work that we do there. And I'm excited to be back in a regular season of content creation, so thanks for your patience. I love you. Let's get into the show. Happy Pride, girls! Welcome to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. This is episode 170, and today we're kicking it with my friends Azariah Southworth and Daniel Franzesi from the iconic podcast Yas Jesus. Um, I just, all month long, we're going to be really queering it up here at A Tiny Revolution, and uh, I feel like this, I, I just got back from vacation a little bit ago, and I feel like I've got like a fresh wind Uh, to actually get some work done. Here's my thing. I need to be okay with taking more breaks and just being okay because sometimes I feel like a real shit because I don't produce content the way I think I should, quote unquote should, Uh, especially because I've gotten amazing people supporting me to help this work because this work is important. You know, telling these kinds of stories is important. Allowing new and different and better ideas about spirituality come to the forefront is important now more than ever, I think. Oh God, what a horror, now more than ever. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of pride, if you haven't picked up your pride merch, go to thekevingarcia.com slash merch, get yourself something cute, get yourself something fly, and then tell everybody else about it while you're at it too. Okay, so today on the podcast, let me tell you about Azariah and Daniel. Uh, Azariah, for two seasons, hosted and produced a syndicated Christian TV show called The Remix on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. And in 2008, Azariah sparked controversy after coming out as gay, and he was the first TBN personality to ever do so. The remix was pulled from the air immediately, and Azariah since then has really been working to carve a life out for himself. He really honestly came out before it was cool. I mean, 2008 is when I graduated from college, so like, and by by that I mean high school, so like, you do the math. Anyways, Azariah is currently creating a memoir uh, detailing his, uh, his story of escaping religious extremism and healing from the trauma of conversion therapy. Danny Franzesi discovered he was queer, um, and it was a little bit more complicated. At 21, he checked himself into conversion therapy just as he began his acting career. Terrified and closeted, Daniel went on to play the iconic gay teen Damien in Mean Girls, so that's where you probably know him from, and then he came out publicly on the film's 10th anniversary. Part of his legacy, Daniel wants LGBTQ people to hear this message he so desperately needed to hear for himself. No one can take God away from you. And let me tell you what, the podcast is just a fucking riot. And we have a really, really good time on the show today just discussing all the ways that we survived and all the ways that queerness is just so wonderful. So uh, if you haven't already, grab yourself something to drink, grab yourself, uh, you know, a little tea, a little coffee, a little woo-woo. And let's get into this conversation with my friends Danny and Azariah from Yas Jesus. button this is not live streaming this is just recording here we're um, in the house of the lord yeah halle halle um hey tracy, everyone, welcome. apparently sorry say what home was that no 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 go ahead tracy lords i said we're in the house of tracy <laughs> tracy i'm wearing the hat, hat. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank god for you 
Also, I am so pleased to be with both of you today. Thanks for coming to hang out on a lovely Sunday afternoon. I don't usually do weekend stuff, so this is a nice switch up for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little I'm Sunday hang. We're, yeah. we're all about the weekend, so you're just right in our wheelhouse. Blessings <laughs> on blessings. Um, well, welcome to um, the pod this week, everyone. I'm Kevin. This is a tiny revolution. And today on the show, I've got two humans who I've had the pleasure of knowing for, I think, two years now, because we met right before the pandemonia happened. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right before the pandemonia. Right before the Ponderosa Steakhouse. <laughs> right before the Pandemi Lovato. <laughs> uh, right before Pangina Heels got kicked <laughs> off of Drag Race UK, and we all sobbed. Oh, honestly. Honestly. Just wow. for Pangina. She, like, that would have killed she, it. Yeah. We, I don't need to pray for Pangina. She knows how to heal on her own, but Blue's got death threats. Or come, I, I can imagine. Anyways, this is not a RuPaul's Drag Race recap show, although we could do that, I'm sure. Um, these two amazing humans I've known for two years. They are, among other things, the host of an amazing show called Yas Jesus, uh, a little fun queer Christian podcast that kind of like does a lovely job of bridging the gap between, uh, I think, the conversation around faith and sexuality and like the more pop culture sphere which is very fun so welcome and thanks for coming you two i like you so much Aww. yes we like you too <laughs> Where we oh, like, I you know who I like that kevin that kevin garcia boy <laughs> he's a good boy he, he's all right he, what, uh, a nice, what a nice boy that boy is sometimes 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 a boy sometimes mm, who can say yeah, yeah. it's more it's more you like never a, know. it's like depending on the what day. a nice they they are they're such they are so nice what a what a nice little vady, <laughs> a little femboy. I do like vady. Someone yes. said vady's and gentle yeah. thems one time, and I'm like that. That works. Yeah, I like that. Oh, that's cute. Gentle thems. I love yeah. that. Vadies and gentle thems really gets the vadies whole spectrum. And gentle. Um. Anyways, how do you two introduce yourself right now? Like the the scenario is, uh. You meet somebody new at Akbar, which is like the only bar in LA that I actually have been to and know. Um, but you meet someone there, they say, hello, who are you? What do you do? What's your thing? So how do you introduce yourself to people? Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? No, <laughs> I, no, I, no I, I just say hi. That's it. I mean, I'm not like, I don't really, I mean, when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, what do you do? Like, I always try to like <laughs> deflect, <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Um, to find out more about the other person, because I feel like, especially my youth, I was, I was so, it was so easy to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I do this and I do that. And then I'd get to the end of the conversation and be like, what's their name? You know? Ooh, so instead, hello. instead, I like to find out more about the other person. I need my red flags up front, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I don't like the screen layout. I'm switching it back. <laughs> I don't. If someone asked me, who, if someone specifically asked me who I am and what I do, I'll go into what I think that is, which is I work at a. We are a servant of God. (laughs) I am a C. I am a C H. I am a servant. I do say that you know I have. Speaking of intros, like there's been times where I've worn my cross, and this happened to me at Akbar before. Mm. And other places where people will flick it and be like, "What's this?" They'll literally you know, just like, like, just like, just yeah, like, what do you mean, like, that? like invade your space and just flick it? Well, like, I had somebody like kind of like put like hit it and be like, "What's that?" You know, and I'm like, um, "You're not winning brownie points here." And it's also <laughs> just like, "Well, what do you, what do you think it is?" Because like this can mean twenty different I'm things. Like, it's an idol people. for crazy religious yeah. people to worship. <laughs> Listen, this is an ancient Roman torture device. I'm just yeah, really, right. I'm really into kink, and I'm trying to <laughs> signal. I love these new memes and stuff where they're catching like images of Jesus wearing a cross, and everyone's like, "What the heck is Jesus doing wearing a cross?" Like, wait, know, wait, like, wait, just showing... wait, what? Like, there's images. There's a of couple Jesus of memes wearing... or a couple of like artistic depictions of Jesus. There's several throughout time especially like i'm not going like to the dawn of time i'm going from like you know the 70s up where there'll be like a jesus painting with jesus wearing uh, a, a cross yeah that seems a little Somebody, the caption was what a, what part of jesus's story 
made you think he likes crosses. <laughs> That's the thing. <coughs> oh my god, get out of me, devil. Um uh <coughs> also I just really love a moment when I can share a J um with friends on the air. I think it's the right time all the time. Um that is, so let's dive into that in general. Uh, cause y'all like, w- y'all know me. It's really hard for me to like, I don't know if y'all identifying a Christian as a Christian feels like a weird misnomer because I have to give 20,000. I'm not like that kind of Christian. I'm not like that kind of Christian. And I, I know you've, yeah, we you call know, them I know Christians. Christians. Yeah. Christians. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so, a Chan, like, y'all... but I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Well, then tell me about that uh, that dichotomy because a, a lot of that, people like, you know, can't the, handle it. The Christian Church and Christians have been known for mostly hating LGBTQ people before even loving Jesus. I think that that is like dog. what they are known for. If you if you surveyed the world, that is like the main number one thing that people say nowadays, and I think it's an awful thing um, that the word hate would even be involved in that sentence of a descriptor. So I think that. Mm-hmm. We need to like reclaim kind of our pride is what Azzy and I always like to say. We're reclaiming our pride because like we always were like uh, proud to be Christ followers. We're always proud to be who we are. Mm. I feel like a lot of queer people and LGBTQIA plus people when they are growing up in the church will throw themselves so deep into it as a hope for an out of their situation or like as something to bring them closer to God, to make them understand the turmoil that they're going through inside or, and they cling on to Christ and they cling on to the church and everything else. And then when the church says, no, you're not welcome. That's where the frustration a lot of the times I think comes from people being like, well, I've done all of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think also, so Ross Murray, our freaking deacon, who uh, is the media trainer at glad and a good friend of ours. And also um, our producer, one of our producers, he brought it to my attention that it's uh that the one of the reasons that the church is so glamorous that there's like big velvet curtains and stained glass windows and swinging urn purses of fire like all of the pomp and circumstance came from queer people's influence in the church the artists Mm. the artisans you know a lot like you know it's very stereotypical in an italian family i have you know i have seven sons one of them's a priest you know or i have seven daughters one of them's a nun it's always like the queer one that has, goes mm-hmm. into the church to sort of like save Ain't the family the name and take, mm-hmm. yeah you know and takes a, a bullet or whatever for their life for christ i had a i had a friend who worked at the nashville tbn studios and he was Jan Crouch's uh, personal assistant anytime she was in town. And he felt compelled to tell her that she, he was gay because he didn't want her to find out from someone else. And uh, mm. and she goes, honey, if all the gay people at TBN quit, TBN would shut down. And then her husband like totally Ding. canceled my show <laughs> when I came out. <laughs> but, well, but, that's, but yes. That's... That's too much. That's to go to, to, to piggyback on Danny. It's always it's always the queer people. It's always the gay people that give it the flair and the, the oomph that it needs, you know. As you um, and I last night were talking about the movie The Celluloid Closet, um, which is like this movie that came out in the 80s that is narrated by several people, including Whoopi Goldberg and Lily Tomlin and a couple of other icons for the queer community. And like uh in the movie, they depict every time a gay person or a queer person was shown in cinema from the dawn of cinema till now. Well, up until probably, I guess, when the movie came out, like maybe like 1991. I think mm-hmm. they cover Tom Hanks um, in Philadelphia. I think that's kind of like where we're, we they end the story. But um, it's amazing to see all the people that were in plain sight. You know, like the florists and the um, and the costume designers and in, in the old in the old Broadway shows that that were talking like you know, Gold Diggers in 1943 by Busby Berkeley. <laughs> like there's always like some like stagehand or something that would mm-hmm. come in and have a comment and be like, I'll paint them in my favorite color. And then they'd be like, Oh, what is it, lavender? There were all these inside mm-hmm. jokes. Some like it hot. Where at the end he's like, I gotta tell you, I'm not for that joke. Nobody's perfect from, you know, like there's a lot of influence that queers queer people have had into pop culture. It's the same with the church. I mm. think that um, thing that derailed our whole entire movement was the AIDS crisis. 
in so many ways because Ooh. that's that's really the turning point for us movie with paramount that was coming that came out um that i just watched it's available on amazon prime but it's called partners mm-hmm. paramount a buddy cop film about a gay cop who's so nervous because he's gay you know and he works in like the clerical typography part of the police but this like beat cop has to go undercover in west hollywood to try to find this murderer so they get this guy off the desk who's gay because they know he's on the force anyway and it's like a buddy cop comedy where they pretend like they're lovers that's mm. pretty progressive as i would say for 1981 if if that's right AIDS crisis yeah. was really like 83 i guess so it's kind of like if that never happened to us and to our in, in pop culture and in the zeitgeist and in, in, in everything else in yeah. the history of the world and if we didn't lose a lot of the queer people that were behind pushing those movements and, and getting our acceptance <laughs> You know, even the lesbians who helped the mm-hmm. gay people survive during the AIDS crisis lost their momentum of whatever else their number one focus was in the world. They were because we were just us. fucking trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that became a thing where we became weaponized. Politically, we were weaponized by the Reagans. We were mm-hmm. um, in media. You know, the moral majority. Divide. It's right around the time, like they talk about, and I mean, I'm getting right into the meat and taters here. Come on, this is where we think <laughs> the deep end, baby. But, like, <laughs> but it's right around the time, it's right around the time that they talk about in that new movie coming out in 1946, where they talk about how homosexuality, the word homosexual was added to the Bible in 1946. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that that movement, at, when when added to the Jesus movement, by the time the Jesus movement came around in the 70s, from the, the, the cause and effect of that, was now it was nine times in the Bible in places it never was before. So you're so now more people, mainstream people, uh, uh, middle class white Americans, yep. like are the boomers. learning about God. <laughs> the boomers are all learning about God, but they're learning about God from a text that has uh, uh, homosexuality denounced in it nine times where yeah. it never was intended. And AKA, most of them are reading. They had a their... book that had a flaw in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 they are you know. Um, learning from their friends and from their pastors and not reading it themselves and doing a lot of the work. You know what I mean? It's like because everything like, else. Again, that's, that's the, that's the American project in general. It's mm-hmm. always right. been like from the moment that the evangelical church got in bed with the GOP, which originally was around desegregation, not abortion mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the moment that happened, it's just been, well, this proliferated thing. What I find so interesting, I've never heard the point or the idea posited that if the AIDS crisis didn't happen, things might've been different. I've never, it's, that's never crossed. Oh, hundred percent. You have to think, think about Reagan and trickle down economics. Like the idea was that everyone could get a piece of the pie, which led to in design and architecture and fashion, um, eighties excess, even in music, eighties excess was a right. period. That were, were, and during that period, that was the enemy. Um, the enemy was, was queer folks because they could be politicized and everyone's like, we're going to clean this place up. Because 80s excess was leading to cocaine habits and was leading to HIV and was leading to all these other things they felt. And then you have someone like Reagan, who um, is the hero of it all. You know, it, it just seemed like the perfect storm at the time. The savior. You know, to, to re- yeah, to really sell uh, what all of that meant. And that's when evangelism and televangelism said, hey, 80s excess could be a godly thing. We're Republicans. We're all like the conservatives here. Like, it's you know reagan says it's a good piece of the pie for everybody and that's when they were like oh let's start asking our congregations on television for more and more money that's where jim and tammy faye baker come in and the crouches and everybody else down the line all the way until we get to joel olstein today is the it's the it's the remnants of 80s excess when the christians wanted to take a piece of the pie and so it seems like the, and that's the true sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, by the way, like blowing her <laughs> Ding, water. Ding, Ezekiel 1649. Ezekiel 1649. Listen, it? they had and they did not take care of the poor who was yes. among them. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, her famously, overfed. I mean, I'm an ambassador for the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. My character, Eddie Baron Looking, was HIV positive. And it was at a time when I was the only HIV positive character on television within a six year mm. period. And what I found out and how I even met Ross Murray, because he media trained me on HIV and AIDS to be able to speak to the media because they were going to ask stories, looking really going to open up a lot of doors for shows like Pose and How How to Great Murder and other storylines that have HIV characters in them, uh, HIV positive characters in them, because it wasn't happening since Gloria Rubin in ER. 
But in that time, it's like, I learned so many stories about the Reagans and how, like, I mean, they basically just like, you know, turned their back on Rock Hudson, who was a, Holly a friend to everyone in Hollywood and was somebody who helped them get elected. Mm. He stood right by their side while, during their campaign. He was one of the celebrities that was like, but then when he got AIDS, they wouldn't even say the word. You know, they wouldn't even acknowledge what it was that he was sick of. And he had an opportunity when he was in another country, I believe Germany, to get like this experimental treatment. But he needed a letter from the American embassy saying that it was okay for him to have the treatment. And he wrote Nancy Reagan and she wouldn't sign it. Mm. And basically gave him his death sentence, you know. Of, of So it's like they were very strong on their stance against uh, gay people. And now it's so far politicized. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you really think about it, the... Um, the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, mm -hmm. the church in general, churches in general are the biggest real estate holders in the world. They own everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the amount of the art that they own, the amount of the stained glass windows in some of those ancient churches are worth millions. They're priceless. Mm -hmm. And they own all of that. And they have all that collateral and they don't have to pay taxes. So that's a big political move right there. That's like a huge, powerful force that can make decisions. Mm -hmm. And any decision that they can alienate other people from makes them stronger. I want to. I so wanna... at this point, even if they go... We're wrong. They can't back. I'm, I'm just finishing on this statement. But even when they say like, oh, we, maybe we were a little wrong about that, they can't backtrack. Yeah. I think I, I want to highlight someone and his name is Steve Peters because he's someone who was uh, diagnosed with GRID, gay-related immune deficiency, before it was known as HIV and AIDS. And he's one of those, like, truly a hero of the faith. He was an MCC pastor. So he was uh, a pastor. It's Metropolitan at Community a, Church. Exactly. Like an LGBTQ established denomination. Doing the work of the Lord in our community, you know, long before it was, when it was dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, more dangerous than it is now. And, uh, and he survived um, all this time. And he had his close moments with death um and he's his his story is highlighted in the in the movie the eyes of tammy faye um because tammy faye had him on her show um mm -hmm. back in 86 and had a conversation with him on their on their network about um about living with aids and and how christians should be the salt of the earth and and should be there loving them and, and taking care of them and that's what tammy faye uh advocated for and um and he's someone who has lived and to see his life and his witness and his testimony and his light that shines mm -hmm. still so bright today is such a testimony to what we, the, the gem of uh, that he is. And as well mm -hmm. as the, a reminder of what we have all lost, like Danny was saying, you know, like mm -hmm. just what if they were here today because, because there, there was more action taken at that time by an administration who is not right. misinformed and misguided by a religious zealots of the day, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, th and, and to tie it all back together, like with yes, Jesus, I think that's kind of like where I think, I don't know, maybe I feel that we're picking up at is like, what, what can this faith do today to still, um, Mm -hmm. to do good um where where it was once corrupted i don't know oh but you do know that's the <laughs> thing you do know because you just said all that mm, yeah okay also sorry i'm gesturing with a knife it's just what i'm feeling <laughs> <with my dad. laughs> feel very threatened right now there's Elias. i don't hold the bible to every <laughs> single thing that the bible says to be exactly true like i don't know that if it's a metaphor mm -hmm. i think some stories are learned do i believe that necessarily a man took two of every single animal onto a man-made boat nah, like yeah me <laughs> oh i think he's frozen frozen but yeah i haven't taken the bible literally in a minute <clears throat> there you are you returned and you're back are you is oh, you no but yeah i <laughs> eventually Lord Jesus, we just want to pray for the connection. Will you just send your angels to connect? We plead the blood. I plead. Listen, I'm bathed in his blood. <laughs> I am bathed in his blood. I, um, for a while, I, I mean, like right now, like I was, I would talk to somebody else a few weeks ago 
and I'm going to keep talking to you. There you are, Danny. Can you hear us? No, I'm not. Oh, he'll be he'll be back. He'll be back. Maybe hopefully, <laughs> just like the Lord, Danny will return. Halle, yeah, I am. Um, I I don't call myself a Christian. Like I like it's like, it's like well, what do you believe? Yeah. I'm just like. Where do you want me to start? Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's that's such a weird question. Like, well, do you believe that Jesus uh-huh. is the Christ? I'm just like, yeah, but yeah. not in the way that you think that Jesus is the Christ. Like you right. think Jesus saved you from a fire, a Gaelic of fire. I think Jesus saved me from um, an entirely small existence. Welcome back, yeah. Danny, friends, AC, everyone. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know exactly where we were. Um, oh, um, you, you were talking but- about uh, I don't. The, the where it cut out just like about biblical literalism like i don't take the bible literally and, and yeah well there's one note that i wanted to make on that is like you know going by their like i don't take everything literal but if you were to take it literal like if you were to do everything like as they say then there isn't anything that jesus says about gay people it isn't a ten commandment like and there's so many commandments adultery divorce so many of the you know so many things that people talk about coveting that neighbor's wife rather mm-hmm. or like bearing false witness things that people do every Charging day that they're not looking at interest on loans it's in the old <laughs> yes. testament that is an abomination to god and then yeah. and then to turn around and tell gay people which i believe is bearing false witness that that god says that they can't uh then they don't have a place in their home mm-hmm. okay what that in turn does and what kind of like broke as you and i's like head and heart open and think at the same time was it pushes gay people to false idols gay people then worship lady gaga or beyonce or mm. they worship the new prada bag or louis bag or they worship or they they put it to sex or they put it to uh their own bodies and their and their selfishness or they Can put I it ask towards a, a, a question on semantics when you say worship you mean giving their attention to something so much that it consumes their entire personality or being yes okay if you look at if you look at do not worship false idols like the or you know listen that says not hello (laughs) okay what that means is and this to me this is like the one of the most important sneakiest commandments that there are okay because you really have to think about it like what could be a false idol could it be money could you worship money could you worship um, Beyonce? Could you? Could, I've seen people so crazy about Madonna and Beyonce and Gaga that I'm like, you know, that's a person. Like, like yeah, they, you know, sometimes I see people. I have, I have some, no problem with super fans. Fanatic, I'm a stand so as they I'm a stand as they come, but I am not. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. But not above God. Okay. And to me, I, stand I think that God. when people don't have God, they don't have they they don't have a number one on the call sheet. You know, it's always something that isn't what it's supposed to be because of the lie of someone who is hetero or closeted or whatever, but someone who was Christian who told you that that wasn't a place mm-hmm. for you. And so we went to RuPaul's Drag Race, which by the way, I, you want to talk My about God. standing? I stand. <laughs> I stand. I, I know the history. I watch everything else. I love the stats. I love the people. I, lo- I collect them as friends. I can't wait to go meet them and be friends <laughs> with them and like have them over. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm obsessed. Okay. But like we went to the finale as you remember, and it was actually like, it couldn't have been more euphoric as he was like, talking about christine and the queens like all week about how he was loving the new album or whatever and then she was there and we were able to i was able to introduce them and it was and on it was my like birthday so epic for him. And it was right around your birthday it was on your it birthday on birth. like and we were there and we were there and people were like um wearing you could only imagine it's the rupaul's drag race finale what would you oh. wear like people were wearing to the mm-hmm. nines it was oh, fabulous just like the eye candy even the miss, even the missteps were fabulous. You were like, "Oh, she shouldn't have said that," or whatever. Everyone had the, whatever they they were going with full force. And when the girls came out, it was like the the level of concophonous, like cheering, <laughs> like the level of like like just. I mean, it was like it rivaled like you know the the whatever Aspen Catholic boys choir. <laughs> I don't know whatever. Like it was just like unbelievable. And then Rue comes in. With earth-shattering significance, cries, screams, Rue in full high finale-ass geesh <laughs> comes out, and it's just, it is transcendent. The vibrations in the screams alone, and I'm like, Azzy, this is church. <laughs> mm. 
at church like this is what gay church would be like can you imagine if like and not to take anything away from all those people who i was also screaming for mm -hmm. my little gay heart could not handle uh, a gaga themed four in a row lip sync battle at the end mm -hmm. for the winner and the crown like that was so heavy you know what i mean it was the evie oddly year it was just mm -hmm. like this is too much it was so good and we were like sixth row okay but if we could just get all these people, and I bet you, if I could, if I had some kind of like quantumly thing where I could pause the room and everyone could still hear me, and I say, "Listen up, guys! Anyone, if you ever went to church, like if you ever like mm -hmm. knew Christ, like if you ever really had him in your heart, and I'm promising you right now that God would still take you and loves you and has always been mm -hmm. by you, even 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 when you turned your back, you know when you know, and then you mm -hmm. let it go, it's the worst. It's worse. Mm -hmm. And I could tell all of them right in that moment, they're all frozen, screaming, going, "Yeah, it's clocking a fan." Like all frozen. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm like, "Listen to me. Like, you can have that. Let's just say a quick prayer." And I turned it off. Maybe over mm -hmm. fifty percent of them probably would have had that energy for God mm -hmm. because. I, I know that that I know I'm looking in there. It's the Midwest. It's the South. Mm -hmm. It's the here. It's the it's the it's the it's the Mexican. It's the Italians. It's the, I see the mm -hmm. culturals. I see the the location significance of why all these people should love God. But they were told they can't. Mm -hmm. Someone said no. Someone said you don't have a place in the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so it was directed to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. A false idol. Mm -hmm. And even Beyonce sings that song where she says. Uh, I walk on water, but only when it freezes, I'm not Jesus. Like, you know, because mm. people put her in that position and she's like, I don't even want that, that feeling. Mm -hmm. Like I should make a song about it mm -hmm. because it's like, it's literally like, um, like that vibration. If you could put that towards yourself and towards, and towards God's love of you as, as your child to the father, son, Holy spirit, if you could take that same energy that you put waiting out in the middle of the night to get like the new sneaker, on the side of the street like that same energy if you were mm. waiting to get into like someplace like to do something for the lord it would be phenomenal like you would not even believe what would happen for the lgbtq community you wouldn't believe the kind of acceptance the kind of like mm -hmm. because with god anything's possible without god we are lost they sent us out on this battle without no flashlight mm. and it's in the dark mm. and like i'm just trying to say flashlights for everybody like mm -hmm. your light comes from god's love like and nobody mm -hmm. can take that shit away from you mm -hmm. that's the whole song this Ooh. little light of mine let it shine it's like you're gonna hide it under a louis vuitton bushel like really mm -hmm. and if you say to somebody oh what's your most prized possession oh my louis vuitton clutch all or my cat my cat boomer or whatever and i'm mm -hmm. saying can i have your cat boomer when i leave this dinner party they'd be like no but someone says oh i'm gonna take your god away from you and they're just like okay Mm. and it's I, the biggest lie yeah and it come and i think it it kind of that's where it starts is understanding that this is also not our fault like like it's just understanding right. like we were lied to and i think that's yes. what's so interesting like if like like and I, i'm not somebody it's out like here black lives matter it's like black lives matter like we mm. our, our hearts all opened up i didn't know like things about that that's what really made, made me see this like in, the, in the, even on a bigger picture because how much mm. stuff did we learn about like the affluent black wall street that or the, the affluent black community that got knocked i knew nothing central park i knew nothing or about, about juneteenth like we need critical race theory because we lost all of that stuff and we didn't have the perspective mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. don't even want gays to have the black perspective or blacks to have the gay perspective because when you start learning about all that stuff you mm -hmm. revolt once you they realize it's our and scared and quiet and i hate to say it sick it reveals they the eugenics care. of it all say it they don't care let them have please let them have it let them have it i mean right now for the first time you know um straight people have surpassed uh gay people in hiv infections like like for the is first time true? in history that is absolutely true and a lot of it's, it's black women because yeah, yeah. Um, bl black and Latina women, they're the men in their communities don't identify as gay, but they still sleep with they're men. They're on the DL. So, so they're called MSM by the CDC. Uh, the Center for Disease Control calls them men who sleep with men because mm. there's no other way to, to categorize them, but they still have to kind of like log them in, you know, especially mm -hmm. for treatment and things like that. So Woof. the MSM are the are, are 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 that way why do you think probably because of church hurt and because of culture no it's, it's and that's exactly what it is it is because there is a theology out mm -hmm. there that states mm -hmm. that to be that's queer, now putting black women at most in danger of hiv in the so same way godly? in the same way that through theology the story of ham and in, in, institutionalized racism 
the story of Sodom and Gomorrah also did that with uh, LGBTQ people. Mm. And none of it. God says the word hypocrite. Jesus says hypocrite so much in the Bible. He says hypocrite so much in the Bible. Like it's like one also, of the worst things you could be. Like and that's an like actor the, back then, also. <laughs> so like, what I agree. Uh, like the like, what's so crazy is like growing up. I remember being a very like zealous teen for Christ. And I <laughs> Honey, my ze- I, I want to go on. Like, right I was zealous, zealous for Christ, bitch. <laughs> I was for. I was just out here and. In- Inviting girls left and right. But did Rock and Robin from the Effect radio station based out of Calvary Chapel send you a signed poster of Jars of Clay saying you are zealous, Rock and Robin? No. I mean, when Christian radio DJs are sending you autographed pictures saying you're zealous, you might be, you might want to check yourself. You might want to, but like, but like with a little bit of Fergie in it, it was like Z E A L O U S. Yeah, it was a little sassy zeal, right? Oh, listen, here's what we. Let's do this for our uh, our uh, our future drag show. That's just like uh, imminent. The the Yash Jesus drag show. That's what it really needs to the happen. Yash Jesus drag revival will happen. <laughs> oh! I mean, if I if I have anything to say about Jesus anything. on the mainland, tell him what you want. Listen, Jesus uh, on the mainland. You, so I have my drag name, um, and I. I've told Azariah this. I don't know if I told you this, Danny. And I, I, I borrowed this name from my friend because he will never do drag in his life. He's just really, really clever. And so, um, Daniel, I love you, but you're never going to use it. So, um, oh, okay, fair. Uh, but uh, I want, I'm just going to say it, and I want you to see if you catch it. First name, Freeba. Last name, Rabbis. Freeba Rabbis. Freeba Rabbis? Yeah, Freeba Rabbis. What did the crowd yell when Pontius Pilate said, do you want Jesus or do you want Barabbas? They said, free Barabbas. And oh, my name is Freeba Barabbas. Free Barabbas. I love that. Oh, my God. Also a drag queen <laughs> named Freeba. Hi, y'all. I'm Freeba. I thought you were going to say Freeba McIntyre. And I was like, I was, I was there. Oh, I was like, Freeba McIntyre Rabbit. Or Freeba McIntyre <laughs> Apple. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's what? something in there, but like, I really like free Barabbas because I think it's so funny and like, it's like and a very unclockable pun. Fair. Yes, that's you know. true. Very. So, um, <laughs> ready for my close up. So my name, okay. If we're going to do Christian, we're going to do Christian drag yes, names. Yes. Okay. Yes. My name is Amanda. Okay. Amanda Tori Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Tory Bible study. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Woo! Oh my god. Or a mandatory tithe. A mandatory tithe is oh, even better. A mandatory tithe. A mandatory tithe. And I come around with the collection plate. I like that. 10% of your a mandatory tithe. Oh my god. How about chaplain ass. I'm sorry, y'all. That's really That's good. That's really good. Chaplin ass. Chaplin ass. What did you say? Chaplin ass. I actually love that. It sounds like a drag king name. It's like a drag yeah, king yeah, yeah. name. Chaplin ass. Listen, did yeah, we, did we just start a house. Do I have to move to LA now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, time. <laughs> it's the house of the Lord. I told you. <laughs> the house of God. <laughs> um, I the house of Z E A L O U. House of Zealous. Yeah. House of Zealous. Listen, guys. If this happens to be in the future, I'm really glad that we documented this moment because we're going to say, when did it all start? We could say <laughs> February 27, 2022. Um, um, so, I, so here's a question I have now. I've been kind of asking a lot of people in this season of the pod about what ideal spiritual community looks like because I am somebody who I attend a queer-led, black-led, trans-led Baptist church in Atlanta. We're with the Alliance of Baptists, so it's cool. Don't worry. Look it up if you need to. Um, but uh, I find it to be a good community because I can be as as I am in every sense mm. of the word with all of my mm. belief and disbelief. I don't have to confess mm. anything. What we say is kind of like, do you give a damn? Do you give a damn about these people, this community? Do you give a damn about doing good in the world? Um, that's kind of like how we measure like what's important. Um, and so you know, I find we've got 
it's a great spiritual community. And I don't want to know for you, what does ideal spiritual community look like now in, you know, 21st century 2022? And if you, yeah, this is an imagination question. <laughs> I mean, I just, just, I feel like if people, I feel like people who know me know that prayer is important to me and that I believe in prayer. Mm. And they're the surprising people that come to me when they need prayer. But they don't think that prayer works normally. <laughs> you know, but also, same. Like, I'm over here. I'm just like, you know, that like, yeah. you, do the, you could do <laughs> so this. Like, I'm going to just set that sprinkler off in that corner. Of the, you know, like, the, it'll do something, you know, when something really bad happens. But I just, I just really, to be honest with you, I, I have a hard time relying on people. I have a hard time, um, like, like, like relying on people to show up for me. And don't really want to make certain people do that for me. And so I have my core group of family people, which Ozzy's obviously included in. But like, and I feel so wealthy that I even have that. Mm. That to me, I, I, to me, the idea of spiritual community. Wealthy. And to me, it is true. I feel so wealthy because if you have one good friend, you're lucky. But I'm I'm fortunate to have several from different times of my life. Yes. That combined, it's like the freaking um power rangers like i don't need anybody else come on captain but to planet. me like i need <laughs> come on captain planet um but to me <laughs> you want to make god laugh then planet no um i just want no but i i hope that i have people that that i don't know are praying for me pray for me mm. that's what i hope i hope that i have people like who don't even who like listen to the pod and are praying for me or who are um, people who I'm so surprised that I'm in that I would, I would to know that I was in their prayers. Like that would touch me mm. because I pray for people that don't know I pray for them or care about people that don't even know that I think about them anymore. I have friends from another mm. life that I don't even speak to that I've been spoken to for a decade that are still in my prayers. So I just hope mm. that, that the people that pray, pray for me because I, you know, that would make mm. me feel nice to know. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Ozzy? I think of like <clears throat> when I think of uh, like w- the question was uh, a spiritual community. Yeah, what is spiritual community? Yeah, what what would it look like for you if it, if there were such a thing? Um, I walked away from like spirituality and like trying to figure it out and trying to pursue it, and my m- dive back into that pool was through the tradition of Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, and so like I, I started going to the monastery in San Diego, Deer Park uh, yearly. And that was such a beautiful community and a spirit, beautiful spiritual community. And what they offer there is presence. Mm. And so anything that offers full presence is always, I know one, I know that's the pathway back home within ourselves. And when I have that and experience that with people, I know that that's where I belong and, and those are my people. Um, so that's, to me, that's ideal spiritual community. I just got to soak that in <laughs> anywhere where people are just practicing presence. <laughs> yeah, we did a couple of us and our friends. We did a couple of sunrises on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. That was so mm-hmm. spiritual for me. I felt so grounded and connected with my feet in the sand, on mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale water, just like watching the sunrise early in the morning. Like mm-hmm. repeatedly, I, I did it for, I probably went there like 20 times. It was like an incredible experience mm-hmm. um, just to reconnect, especially with the pandemic and everything else, and to be able to be outdoors and. Mm-hmm. To be able to just like say like oh wow you know there's a whole world out there like it's yeah. difficult I just I I just we just go play this week and I ran into my friend and she had two masks on and she said it was the first time he's been outside the house since quarantine yeah That's I still scary. I still have some uh, a few friends out there which is you know again like there's no shade there's just like who are in the same place of so, like mm-hmm. this is my first time going back out in public ever like I ran into someone at a drag show who was. Uh, pretty masked up and and whatnot said the same thing i was like oh welcome to the party i'm glad you're here it's just i'm truly ready to be together again with people and i know Mm -hmm. that like we're still navigating like what that's going to look like um god willing uh i really want to get around this summer and get out to la and just do 
help create spaces that are going to go beyond hopefully one night or one experience. But I don't know. Like you, that thing about presence really hit me. And the thing about you, Danny, like you were taught, you, you st- stands out to me about what you said is that you understand that your connection to the divine, to God, to Jesus is not literally dependent on nobody because it just is. And you are so unapologetic about that. And it's like, you know, and I think somebody said to me, someone's like, you're alone in this world, really, at the end of the day. They're like, there's nobody in this world that's going to know you from birth to death but you. Mm-hmm. You have to really love yourself because you're the only one that's with you on the entire ride alone. And I thought, no, mm-hmm. Jesus was with me. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, for someone to feel that alone and to feel that, I mean, that is true in the mortal world when I talk about oh yeah relationships or or should i betray my best friend or my sister saying this or this one's that i say you're the only one by yourself the whole time anyway do you know mm-hmm. so you have to go totally with what protects you no matter how much you care about another person you have to go by what protects you but god's there mm-hmm. when you're not alone when you have god and yeah. that's something that i think is makes you so much stronger makes you able to make different choices mm-hmm. makes you able to do different things in life that's the thing i can't explain to people that they just have to feel and see and sense mm-hmm. Because it literally is experiential. Yeah. And I think it really does come from just, it can, to tie this whole thing up with a nice little bow, is kind of what you said is, is like, if you don't even have the imagination to believe that you could be loved by God, it can't begin. Because we've all been lied yeah. to for so long. If we, if we start with, the, if the starting idea is I was sinful from my birth, you know, original sin, et cetera, then of course we're going to think that we're sinful pieces of shit. But if we start from the perspective of just like, oh no, uh, it, it, this is not about returning to heaven. It's about realizing you never left. Mm-hmm. That's that Jesus's mm-hmm. presence. If you mm-hmm. want that or God's mm-hmm. presence or love's presence is always just as close as your breath. If you remember, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Honestly, like I'm not, I haven't read, never written a book yet, but I wish I could write like ten of them. And listen, I have <laughs> a great agent, write ten books. Know. <laughs> if I was gonna write ten books, one of them would be called "Redefining Sin," because I think that like it's time that we really start listening about what that actually means. You know, something that is consensual is not sinful. Something that is non-consensual is sinful. Bing bing. And and I think when you start to realize that if you're, it's about pleasure, if it's about connection and even some lust, like there's things in there that are very valuable to a person's growth. Yeah. They're very valuable to the way a person can be able to use their, their actual body technology to be able to pleasure another human being and learn how they could also be pleasured. Something that carry that's the kind of thing that helps you survive all of the ups and down things in life. And the fact that uh, we're living Baz in fucking Lundin's late son. capitalism with all these aristocrats <laughs> and bullshit going to war over God knows mm-hmm. what. And all of us over here are just yeah. like, stop it. And they're just like, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. I think the, the meaning of life is just surviving and hurting and doing it as comfortable as possible and hurting as least people as possible. Oh, and I would even say and that. And trying like, to leave something behind being able to not just survive on the own, but just to really enjoy the entire process in this body. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you what, this is something I believe. Mm-hmm. If the body, if do you not know that your body is a temple, says the good book. And if God's, if I am the temple, right? If you are the temple, if we are the temple, um, wouldn't it stand to reason that we should be giving God the right of her life? Having all of these <laughs> delicious experiences because we are the only place in where God can have an experience. I mean, I mean, of course, like the trees and everything else. But like, mm-hmm. oh, no, are... that's actually, wow, that's mind-blowing. And so, As Casting Crown says, let me be the hands, let me be the feet, way. let me be the tongue. Let me... <laughs> my, my! Truer than Let true. me be I, that I, thick I, ass. Oh, well, <laughs> I, you're, you're onto something there. As you, it's kind of like when you were playing Breath of the Wild and you felt like you were running outside on a field <laughs> chasing fairies. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One like, like maybe we're just like avatars for God. Hello. Come keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Because let me tell you what. That, <laughs> yeah. This is where my brain goes. This is where my mystical brain goes. Uh-oh. No, I'm into that. I could see that. Like, it's very you? process theology. Listen, one of the I don't know how like act this is, but one thing that my mom always told me, which you know, stuck with me in like my at least juvenile definition of God. 
But I do think that there's some truth to it. We, you know, we're made in God's image and we are jealous people. And it's like God is jealous in a way. So like if somebody comes out and they go, oh, God, don't let me get a parking ticket. And then they walk out and they didn't get the parking ticket. And they go, I have such good karma. God's like, bitch, I did that for you. Like, how are you giving the credit to karma? Like, mm. wouldn't you be jealous? Like after a while, if somebody never gave you the credit or like told you what, you know, mm. what was good after, especially if you asked for it. Like, and I think when you start, when I start thinking about God like that, God has, we, well, we have maybe God has more human qualities as I find out that we have more godly qualities. When you start to like connect uh, yourself. And then you recognize what's the difference. Right. See, so see now I have a we have a budding process theologian in the house, everybody, because you're stumbling onto a lot of delicious things. I'll send you a book or two. Um, I want to do one little thing. I've been doing this with every person before we hang up, uh, or like you know transition off, because I know it's getting to time, and I don't want to keep y'all longer than you have. Um, so I've got five questions, and you can just answer them in whatever way you feel good. It's called just one thing. Um, so tell me, what is one thing that you really like about? yourself my I like eyes. that I can make people laugh mm. what about you Izzy? I didn't hear you <laughs> sorry I I think I over talked him so yeah. Danny just say yours again just to, so yeah we'll go oh, one, um, I like that I can make I like that I can make people laugh it's a good thing mm. I like mm -hmm. it. I said my eyes <laughs> There are nice. I like my eyes. Yeah. They turn green in the light. They remind me of my dad. They remind me a little bit of my mom. So I like my eyes. That's so cute. Um, what is one thing that you're very proud of? Do you want to go? I'm proud of Yash Jesus so much. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that like we had this idea. Mm -hmm that me and my bestie being stoned and talking about God, <laughs> like could turn into something that can like save people's lives or make people feel like they're hugged or uh, could be a great place to showcase their music or their gifts or their ideas or, or their thoughts. Like um, we are a community and it's just been so great. Like I, I've been, I felt so, I feel so rewarded with such complex human emotions by the things that have come out of doing this and especially doing it with you as it was, it's, it's been so oh. great. Um, I'm definitely proud of Yes Jesus as well, but I'm also proud of how far I've come and like seeing growth in my own life. So, and yeah. yeah. Love it. What is one thing that kind of pisses you off and or is a major pet peeve? <laughs> so like what you can be petty, it can be profound, either one. Loud noises in small spaces. <laughs> Example? Clapping in the car, not a fan. Clapping in the so like, like when it your doesn't. Mom, so when you're arguably driving down the road with your mom and she's really into it, it's like that so she doesn't know the words, but she's just that. That sounds that sounds like a respectable volume, <laughs> but when it's like loud? a sharp sound, I don't know. Like when it's <laughs> you know, like it sounds like banging. What kinds of people? What kind of the hands? Do your I grew up Pentecostal. You grew up Pentecostal. <laughs> Oh, so no. uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just it's just loud, sharp noises in small spaces is what I notice always gets to me really quickly. It's a it's oh, a quick I'll remember that. I will remember that <laughs> so that I can piss you off. Yeah, <laughs> the next time we're in an elevator, I'll be like. <laughs> Um, you're gonna take I'm it so and you're sorry. gonna like it. <laughs> Danny, what what's, what's the one thing that pisses you off or is a pet peeve? Uh, I don't like windows open on the airplane before 11 a.m. I hate you if you have your window open before 11 a.m. on an airplane. Sorry, I'm I... very mad. I am very mad. Have you ever Especially somebody... if you're sleeping and you have the window open, like, who are you? <laughs> Like, who are you, you horrible <laughs> person? Also, the sun's, like, going to be creeping up from some end, like, getting right in somebody's eyes. Like, if you're a little kid and you're looking at it with wonder, or if you are, like, even filming it or something, like, I can have a pass for you. But if you're, Or if you're reading a book and you turn all the lights on and it's late at night, it's, like, 3 in the morning, I'm like, I hate you. Mm. 
<laughs> if, if somebody was trying to get me like on a punk show i would it would be like that time of morning everyone <laughs> on, the, on the left side would just open their window i would be like i'd, I'd turn into like um yosemite sam i'd be like racking, 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 rack, rack, rack. I would, i'm like horrible <laughs> i'm like, <laughs> I'm like about him. yeah no i can't deal and I, i'll stare people down i have asked stewardesses ma'am could you have her shut that even halfway like <laughs> Please, please, for the love of God. Um, please. What's uh, what's one thing that you are uh, committed to? Committed to? Yeah, committed to. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully not the institution. Um... <laughs> Listen, give me five years. I'm, I'm committed to working with HIV and AIDS and, and mm. bringing awareness and reducing stigma until we eradicate the disease. I really am. I'm signed on for good. I, I, even though I'm negative, like that, what I've learned and us, the work of Miss Taylor alone, Miss Elizabeth Taylor, like what she had done mm-hmm. when the Riggins turned their back on Rock Hudson, she made sure to get him whatever she could. She, she said the words, when I saw the gay people of the enemy, that's when I knew how to do something. Like she mm. was for us. And I, I could see what one woman could do one person I, I i was fortunate enough even to to be in the um uh hall of record the, the records at uh uh sorry to be in washington and to see all of the letters that she wrote all of the different presidents over the years and like i mean just how committed she was to helping us and so i, I will do whatever i can for whatever i can for hiv's awareness and and um until we eradicate the disease which hopefully we're close to listen in our time may it be Yes, I can see it. Yeah, I can clearly. Mm. Azzy, what is something you're committed to? Um, lots of things, but what immediately comes to my mind, and it might be a little cheesy, but it's not. It's not. It's not cheesy. But what? What? One of the first things that comes to my mind is I hope, and I hope to continue to perfect this but to do justice to love mercy and to walk humbly i think that's that's you're such for a me, fucking christian Ugh, i know it's the worst and a liar you should see her at the clear <laughs> let me tell you what i i saw this meme on one of those uh, uh meme accounts on instagram and it said uh a uh, fellow fellow homosexuals pray for me I am a lifelong homosexual with an incurable disease called Christianity. <laughs> Jesus is a bear trap. And I'm like, and I can't get out. I'm like, that's relatable. He was a barely um, carpenter. Um, last one. What's one thing you want to do before you die? Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I should know something like this, just like one. off the top of my head, like yeah. of like a bucket list, just one real random bucket list. It's just a random thing. Doesn't have to be profound. It can just be like a cool thing that you haven't done yet that you want to do. Like mm. I want to, I want to go. I really want to go to a really cool orgy, like a really fun, nice, like place <laughs> where I would just like, I'm having a great. You time. Should come to LA. <laughs> You know, you should just host one. <laughs> there you because go. Because that's when. How do you? How do we do that? How does one do that? Who do I call? <laughs> All you have to do is like somewhere around like four a.m. Just be like, you guys, my mom's coming home, and everyone runs. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's coming home. Mom, if you're listening, I'll teach you the ways, my child. <laughs> Anyways, sorry I interrupted. What about y'all? What's one thing y'all want to do before you die? <laughs> now that I've set the Ooh. bar in hell. I want to go to, I have this dream vacation of going to London. Um, I have cousins that live over there, and one of my ancestors is a canonized saint, um, and his body is in, I think, the Westminster Chapel. And then um, just three and a half hours northwest of London is the home that he lived in back in the 17th century. And you can stay the night there. You can get married there. Um, You're you can related do to like a, a haunted saint? tour. Yeah, St. John Southworth. Send me and... the link. I want to know about this because this is fascinating <laughs> to me. I want to like, we need somebody to read your My cards uncle about this. invented Penny Alavaca. What? So. Also related. 
Also a saint. Canonize! Canonize him! Luigi Franzese, look it up. Invented Penny Alavaca in the 70s, reading weed. I... Um... That's the that's the fucking best. That's the best. It's true. Danny, do you want to do something before you die? I wasn't done with mine. Oh, sorry. Uh, You go. I I also so when I'm done seeing you know the house and and my cousins, I want to go to France. I want to go to Paris, and then I want to go to the south of France to go to Plum Village and stay there for a while. That's what I want to do before I die. Oh my god, let's make. Oh my gosh, pilgrimage pilgrimage you know the jesus movement started with five guys going to copenhagen it sounds like a video that you and i both would watch but it's not and i'm just saying get them both what if, done the same what time if the three guys the <laughs> right <You're laughs> what if three right. guys go Listen, to europe <laughs> you know what jesus the said Lerm- Lerm- <laughs> <laughs> did you say the I tried to, yeah. I know. Um, the one thing I want to do, well, one of my bucket list items is I want to have like those fish like eat my feet at a pedicure place. <laughs> you know yes, those like fish. I do. I've yes. just been like, it's so on the bucket list. Like I'm like, eat them. Oh my Listen, god, I love that. What a small and achievable dream. I love this for you. This is exciting. Hey, I, once I knock one off, I get another. I get a new exactly. one. Exactly. So. Listen, I'm not saying that this it goes right back. It's just like the white hairs on my beard. Listen, I'm starting to get grays on the side. It's yeah, wild. Too. I'm like being in my 30s. I'm like I never like I didn't know this day would come. Welcome. Yeah. Um, well, that concludes our time, I suppose. Um, do you want to tell people on the internet where they can find your work, connect with you, uh, and Yas Jesus and give you money and hire you for things? Yes. Uh you can find us at yasjesuspod.com um or online at yasjesuspod on the tiki talki. Or on um, Instagram. Uh, TikTok and the Instagram is also me. very lit. It's very funny. Like, it's good content, y'all. Thank you. It's oh. mostly as he's, he's a genius. He's a community genius. Um, you can reach me at What's Up Danny on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, blackpeoplemeet.com, JJ, Christian Mingle, Farmers Only, and Venmo. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 and now mm-hmm. Sniffy's, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you on there. <laughs> ah, I don't know what Sniffy's is, but I want to know. I'm not showing face. <laughs> if you know, comment below. Let me know. Oh Educate me. Um, you can find me at Religious Trade, also on Sniffies. Um, and if you, uh, oh God, stop if you become, <laughs> if you become a patron of Yes Jesus, a Patreon supporter of Yes Jesus, Ooh. I'll send you my alt Twitter. How about that? <gasps> I'm about to become. Yeah, you, you can buy us a coffee on Ask Jesus. Like, there's a thing where you can <laughs> buy us a coffee and they literally get us coffee. That's cute. So... But, like, legit, go. Like, here's the deal um, we are out here in these streets providing free content on the weekly. Mm-hmm. Like, the podcasts are free. Let's just be real. And mm-hmm. we're also people who need to pay our bills. So, mm-hmm. if you like this and this was helpful for you or delicious for you, please. Go ahead and support the Yas Jesus podcast at patreon.com slash Yas Jesus pod. Yes. Uh, You'll find it. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put all the links in the bio or in, in the, <laughs> in the below. Anyways, yeah. I the show notes. Yeah. The show notes. Thank you all so, so much for coming. I adore you. Thank you, Kevin. It's always good to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Gosh, what fun, what fun. What a great way to start Pride Month, right? Um, that was my conversation with Azariah Southworth and Daniel Franzese of the podcast Yas Jesus. Please go listen to and subscribe and rate their show. It's really, really fun. Um, and they've just got amazing projects coming down the pipeline. So they're definitely a couple to watch. Well, they're not a couple, but like they, they're paired for a It's not weird, I swear. <laughs> Anyways, I love you boys. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I guess, yeah, uh, to wrap it up, I just want to say once again a big thank you to everybody who is a member at The Crowded Table, which is the online spiritual community, which helps support this work, the making of this podcast, starting this month too. 
I'm actually going to try my hand at some long form videos, um, which I haven't done a lot because I've been inspired by ContraPoint. And now I don't think I'm gonna be making huge sets, but I do have an idea about like what it could be like to make some just more expansive videos that are shot beautifully and done well and make a point that actually matters. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited about this possibility. So if you are interested in that, please go check it out. Also, later this month, uh, like literally in a week, we are starting our summertime series groups. Uh, if you want that information, uh, join us over at thecrowdedtable.mn. That's marynancy.co and join the fun. Uh, if you like me, you can follow me across the internet at the Kevin Garcia. My book, Bad Theology Kills, uh, is at badtheologykills.com. You should definitely get it soon because, hint, hint, it might not be available quite soon because of something that might be happening in my world of stuff. So if you haven't purchased your copy of Bad Theology Kills, go purchase it now. And two, if you're waiting on a signed copy, I'm really, really sorry. I'm an asshole and I just completely forgot to look at my orders. They're going to be going out this week. Um, this is what happens when you're <laughs> when you're managing yourself. Shit falls through the cracks in sometimes uh, spectacular ways. So my apologies if you've been waiting on a book order. It should be in the mail this week. Thank you for your patience. Um, I think that's everything. I love you so much. Let me know in the comments what you thought about the show. And meow, meow, meow. I think that's it. So till next time, babe, please drink some water. Call your person. Take your meds. Shake your ass a little bit. Eat something delicious. Move your body in a way that feels good. And seriously, figure out a way to celebrate yourself this month, really, especially if you're queer. And if you are an, uh, a non-queer person, how are you gonna celebrate the queer people in your life and how queerness shows up in your straight ass life? Because listen, I tell you what, I really don't believe. It's like people who think they're straight. That's what I say. It's like people who think they're straight. Um, but anyway, that's another conversation for another time. I love you. Take it easy. Be well. You are special. You are loved. And I cannot wait to see you next. Okay. This has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. See you later, baby. Bye.